What up, what up, what up, what up? Oh, different set, different location. What are we doing here? Well, you think you know what we're doing here because I mentioned it last week if you listen. Some of you, it was Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? I get it. Heck. Actually, you know, first of all, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Did you have a great Thanksgiving? I had a great fan. You know what I'm finding? This is what I'm finding. I don't know if it's my age. I don't know if it's that I haven't boozed, boozed in 15 months, over a year now. Is that uh, I said to my wife the other day, I'm like, what do we have to complain about? There is literally nothing to complain about. Like, it just hits me every day. I'm like, we are so lucky. Yes, do I have problems with the world politically, environmentally, uh, militarily? Yeah, I do. But I'm like, at the end of the day, I am so goddamn lucky to have a family that I love, to have a roof. This is the deal. Like, I could live out of my car. I could easily live out of my car. It would not bother me in the least to live out of my car. I mean, do I think my wife and kids would want to? My wife, no. Kids, yes. They'd be like, we're going to live in the car? I'm like, yeah. Everyone's going to bed at the same time, so get your foot out of my face. That's how I woke up this morning. My daughter's been a total bee about going to bed. Son, bed. Good night. My daughter, you just get him to bed. We leave. All of a sudden, you hear the little door go, Mommy, can you come? Mommy, can I have a water? And this goes, they go to bed. We go in there, you know, depending on the night, 7.20 early, 7.40 in the late side, but we're out of there by 8. He's asleep by like 8.02. This chick, this goes on until 8.45 at night. We just keep going. You go back in there. My wife's like, I'm not going back in there with you. You figure it out. She just keeps going and going until finally... Towards 8.30, she starts bawling, turns into this thing. She's the most stubborn human being. It's like, what are you fighting for? I think Pat Benatar, what are we fighting for? You know, I have no idea what her her beef is. What do you need so badly? We're like, no, no one is going to put you to bed again. You got your cuddles. First of all, how ridiculous is it that that's what we call it, your cuddles? Did you get your cuddles? It's like when you have kids, you talk like... Like you have have a children's show. Do you get your cuddles? Like you didn't, and then but then you're saying it like aggressive to her. Like, listen, I told you, you want your cuddles, you get them then. You didn't want your cuddles. It's so funny how many times. <clears throat> anyway, so then like my wife tells me in the middle of the night. I guess my daughter came in and like grabbed my wife because my wife sleeps the side, and they come right in there. And she goes, "Mommy," and my wife's like, "Yeah," and she goes, "Hi," and then left and went back to bed. It was like three in the morning. Then she ended up coming into our bed at like, my alarm goes off at 5.30. She came in there, like woke up soon after, I guess. They usually wake up at 7. But this chick's been going to bed so late, you got to wake her up, which we wake them up anyway at 7. We go in, we open the door like, all right, time to get up because he's got to get to school by 8. And it's like, you need to get, you know, you want routine, you want to read a book, you want to hang out, you want to play Lego, you want to do something. Color, uh, do some homework, eat brush your teeth, get dressed, all this bullshit, then scoot to school. So we get him up at seven. This chick, but the later this happens, that 45 minutes that she's carrying on and then takes her 15 minutes after to fall asleep, she wakes up and she's a grouch. So I guess she came in our room at like six something this morning 
And I got to sleep in a little because I've been grinding on this Christmas special for you. And uh, and I got a foot like in my face. And I like felt it. Like it was over here. I felt the foot. And I'm like, oh, I think that's that's my son. And it it wasn't. It was this chick. I'm like, man, she's getting big feet. Anyway, and then she was like a total grouch. Um, so what I was saying is I say to my wife all the time, I'm like, look how lucky we are. Even when we're dealing with this chick... Like, we're laughing at it. We're, like, laughing at how, like, nonsensical she is. She's crazy. We're like, what are you, what's, what are you upset about? Look at your life. You got a house. You got toys. You have a mom and dad that love you. Like, it's, it's crazy. Anyway, I was, I loved my Thanksgiving. It wouldn't have mattered to me. This has just been, I don't know what it is lately. This is just what's been going on. It won't even matter if the food was terrible, if the vibe was terrible, if my friends were, it wouldn't matter. I'm like, well, who cares, you know, because let's be straight up. (laughs) There's always going to be a dish at Thanksgiving that you're like, oof, wish someone stepped up their game there. And this is another thing. I don't think anyone's getting a fair shake at my Thanksgiving because we go to a friend's house so everyone makes sides, you cook them, then you show up, then we don't eat for two hours. So then you're reheating. That's not that's not fair for anybody. You know what I mean? You want cooked, table, mouth. That's what you want. But you know, <coughs> this is what we did this year. We got there, everybody hung out. Then we fed the kids at the kids' table. The d- adults' table was just set, just set. Then after they ate, we put them all in our friend's bed, six of them, all lined up in a row, like little stuffed animals, and we put on a little movie for them. Then we all went down to the Adele table and ate a civilized dinner, and we loved it. It was fantastic. And then like later we had dessert. It was just the best. It was the best. I loved it. I just love... I wish I was around my family because they're so far away, but having friends that you can feel like family around is the best, you know? And that's the key. That's one thing I learned from my wife. And I feel like, not one thing, but one thing I remember early on, like we would go to, like I would introduce her to like, you know, we'd go to one of my friend's houses for like a dinner party. And my wife would jump in like she's known them for years. And I realized like everyone makes a decision. Do you, you can make your decision. Do you want to be a part of what's happening? Or do you just want to feel like you're a guest? And that's what, like something, I think it's literally, I've been my with my wife now, I, I think 13 years, something like that. And I've just finally gotten to that point where I'm like, if you invite me somewhere, I'm just going to be part of your family. You're inviting me to your home. That's how I'm going to act. I'm not acting like a guest. I'm going to help out. I might sit over there and put my feet up on a table that no one wants you to put your feet up. And I'll be like, well, listen, am I part of the family? Because if I am, this is what we do at my mom's house. You, you don't. Your mom has rules, but you don't always abide by those rules. I called my mom. You know what we're going to do? Um, let's call my mom because I called her. I wanted to ask her a question for uh, Hold on a second. I want to call her. Uh, okay, um, because I want to ask her a question for this Christmas special, and this is—I want you to hear my mom. This is how my mom rolls. So, uh, listen, I've been making this Christmas special, and I got to tell you, I'm so stoked. I am so stoked. But I got to ask my mother a question about about plates and about glasses for this 
uh, dinner table for the Christmas special. This is the set. <laughs> You're on set. That's why we're shooting here. Uh, there's some arrangements. I'm not going to give it all the way to you guys. This is what happens. It's gonna, this is a home phone. Hi, you've reached. Don't listen to my mom's phone number. And so now what I'll do is I will... Sue! Are you there? I'm going to give you a minute to pick up. Sue, you're on the podcast right now, so maybe you could pick up. You're going to call me back in two minutes. She'll call back now in like two minutes. Um, Anyway, so we've been shooting this Christmas special, and it's been the best. It's been the best. We're doing it for nothing. There's no money behind it. I'm... I'm funding it, and I have all the crew or all friends working for nothing. Um, and it's like, it's it's just funny to me. I keep saying that, but it really is. Like, you look at things and you're like, huh, depending on how you take a perspective on things will change the outcome of them completely. And it's like, if you just look around sometimes, like, wow, it's, you can do something, like, if you just do it. Listen to me, man. Nike having that slogan, just do it, is like maybe one of the greatest slogans of all time. And now it's like cliche, like, oh, yeah, just do it. And you're like, no. Yeah, just do it is the most real saying and straight up idea of all time. It is. That's all you have to do. Just go and do something. That's it. So I came up with this idea. I'm like, I want to do a Christmas special. You know, the special's been doing good on YouTube, which first, <clears throat> not first of all, because I've already said like 14 things. 15th of all, I'd like to say thank you to everybody who's gone over and watched the special, not on the, um, those of you who bought it forever ago, I love you, okay? I love you. That's when I needed everybody. That's when everybody came through. It helped helped me uh, because, again, that was self-produced. And, you know, it's, it's weird because if you look at people that are crazy successful, you're like, man, how did they do it? You don't know that there was so many times that they self-produced, that they were like called in favors to make something, to get something done. Now, <clears throat> there are those group of people who from Jump Street, people like, oh my God, we'll give you money. You're so talented. Those people may be super talented or they may have been good salespeople or someone may have been duped. or Who knows? I know from my experience, I've had occasions where, you know, Fox gave me money to shoot some shorts and didn't turn into anything. I sold a show off it, but I didn't turn into anything. And then I went out and shot diner shorts with some other comedians, Al and Rory, and I sold a show off it and didn't come out to anything. So I was like, how can I do something else? I want to do something else. And I called in favors on the Fox one. I got everybody paid. That was that felt great. I had so many friends involved. Everyone got paid. The diner shorts... Uh, everyone got paid a little bit because it was very expensive to do. This one, <laughs> no one's getting paid because it's just no money. I don't, I don't have it. And before I had some, and then I, don't, you know, I just don't. Um, and these things can be expensive, but if you ask and you go forward, just like Nike says, if you just do it, it's gonna come into play. It's gonna happen. That things are gonna come up. So this was the greatest thing. I was in here setting up. So here's the deal. 
this whole Christmas special has like a Mr. Rogers vibe to it. I didn't know it would until I started just doing it, which is the beautiful thing about it. You just start doing things and all of a sudden they start evolving. You can't always you can't always have all the answers to every little thing you're going to do. It was like when we had our first kid. I just kept thinking like, oh, we'll just wait till we have enough money that we can afford to have a kid. And I was like, fuck that. I don't want to wait till I can afford to have the life I want to have. I'm not asking for much. I'm asking for a family. Imagine if you had to pay for a family. Like, well, I want to pay for family. Now, I know some people maybe have to. Adoption is an expensive process, you know? But for me, I was like, I just want to have a family. And I know I'm not at the point in my career that I want to be. You just got to do it. And so we did. And it was like with this, I'm like, I don't have the money because I've, I've funded uh, projects before and I know how much it costs. And I was like, I don't have the money. I'm like, well, let me just ask some people. And let me tell you this. This set is in my neighbor's pool house. It's not a fancy pool house. I use my other neighbor's kitchen. That's a fancy kitchen. I use my other neighbor's truck. I use my alley. I use my house. I did. I asked the shop down the street if I could use their shop. They said, yes. Another shop. For a small price, they let me use their place. Everything came together. Every single thing. Because you're just in motion. You're moving. If you sit and you wait and you try to plot and have everything perfect and then go do something, it's just impossible. It's impossible for that to work. You'll find out like on major movie sets, like, oh, do you see that crazy thing? Like in in Star Wars when... Uh, Princess Leia goes to Han Solo when he's all wrapped up. She's like, I love you. And he goes, I know. That's improvised. That wasn't written in. It's a great line that they call back to in in another, uh, one of the other sequels, pre whatever they are. You know what I mean? It's like sometimes you just got to dive in the pool and figure out the temp later. You know? That was the fucking worst. I'm so sorry I used that as an analogy. But back to what I was saying about how you see successful people and you're like, wow, they get, they don't, they don't ask for favors. At one point they did, but, but as a creative or in any experience, I, I'm not just saying this from a, a guy who's trying to make something here. I'm talking about anyone who's trying to do anything that may need to ask for something or it may not be um, as professional as they would want it. Everybody started off with flimsy shitty business cards okay that's in american psycho remember the scene where they have these super nice uh cardstock carl d my favorite human being always talks about cardstock when he used to give you a flyer he's like check out that cardstock the embossment the printing everything is like they're like bragging about it because they probably all at one point had this shitty business card when they had no money out of business school or you know that's how everyone is and so when i'm in this position here this is me being vulnerable. When I'm in this position here, I'm like, God, I hate having to ask people to do things. And uh, I don't have like, you know, successful people have the money. But guess what? They didn't at one point. And that's the difference between people who get to their destination and people who don't. And guess what? This might not be a destination for me, but it's I'm having fun on the ride. Anyway, I feel like years ago, this would have been a major issue. And now I'm just like, I don't care. I'm making something. I'm going to make something and I'm going to put it out on YouTube and I'm going to hope that all the people who were watching my special, which now I'm back to that point. How many points do I start and then derail? Huh? But I always come back. Come back to me. I'm begging you, please come back to me. Um, 
<sighs> thank you to everyone who bought my special when it came out. And a huge thank you to everyone who has gone over and now watched again. And listen, if you've seen it a bunch, so many people have hit me like, dude, I've watched this like 10 times. I love it. I, I Thank you so much. If you've seen it, great. But you know what's been really helping the podcast so much? I mean, the, um, the special so much, which then helps the podcast, is that people are commenting on the special. So... Even if you don't want to watch it again on YouTube, if you could go over there and leave a comment, it's just like they have this algorithm, which is what happened. I put it out there. People started watching. You guys started watching and you started commenting. And then what happens, Google or uh, YouTube, I'm sure it's all the same. They were like, oh, look, people are engaging in this video. Let's suggest it to people. So now people who go to YouTube looking for content, they get, oh, what's this comedy special? And God bless all of them for taking a risk on something. How often do you have something presented to you you've never heard of and then are like, oh, I'll give that a shot? Not me. I'm like, I'm a hermit. You know what I mean? I want to live in a, in a, in a made-up wood cabin, you know, out in the forest somewhere. And I don't even think you should be able to say forest. No one's saying forest. Um, so I thought, you know what? If I make this special... And I can call out to a couple comedy blogs, publications, and I have interesting people in it. And we make an interesting promo when we put that out there. Maybe people will watch it and it will be a really cool thing. And I wanted to do something that's going to be funny and entertaining and you can take away some stuff from it. And it gives you hints to how you can have a great holiday party. You know, there's a lot in it and there's a lot of me in it, you know, Um So, that's what I did. Um, anyway, God, that whole thing about just doing stuff is so crazy. That's why that I said that Nike that Nike slogan is just so. It'll be forever because it's cliche now, you know. But it is so true. Just do it, dude. That's all anyone's really saying. Just go do it. I can't wait for you guys to see this Christmas special. At the same time, too, you know I'm nervous, right? Like, I'm nervous. I'm like, eh, what if people don't like it? What if it doesn't come together? I'm asking people to do stuff for free. I've been saying, like, hey, how long do you think to edit this? And they're like, oh, man, it's going to take a while. And I'm like, nah, it's got to be sooner than that. Like, I'm being bold. And they're like, they're looking at me like, you know, and I'm like, just let me know if I need to ask someone else, you know, because I'll get another editor. Because it's a lot of work. And at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but like we're all in this together. We're all creating something great. Even though it was my idea, that's the whole point of being on a team. It comes back to my whole thing about, you know, showing up to someone's house that invites you over for a family meal is make yourself feel like family. So when someone asks you to be a part of their project or a part of something that they're doing in their life, that's the way I'm interpreting it now, which is not something I ever used to do, is that's their way of saying, like, hey, Bring you to this idea, you know? Bring what you do and infuse it into what I'm doing because that's, I mean, what else are we doing? It's a rainy day in LA, so my my shoes are on the carpet over there so I don't ruin this place. Um, so an interesting thing happened to me this morning. <clears throat> a lot of this is life into work stuff. I hope that's cool, guys, because this isn't going to be a super long pod because we have uh, other stuff to shoot today. Um, the uh, I have an old friend, okay, who I've known since I was a child. 
He lives out here. He's in the business. He's created TV shows. And he had told me about this idea he had a long time ago. And we've talked about it over the years. And he's finally getting to the point where he wants to like do something with it. And he makes shows. He can get shows made. He's a guy that can do that. And <clears throat> he wanted to see if I could help bring this other person to the project that fits the project. Like when he told me about the project, I'm like, you know who the guy is for this? This is the guy. And I was like, oh, yeah. And he told me the idea. And I'm like, I love it. I love it. And this other guy I've always wanted to work with. I know well. Not super well. I know him well enough. And I've always wanted to work with him. And I was like, dude, this is perfect. No brainer. I would give suggestions. You know, I felt connected to it. So when it's now he's going to make a move on this thing, he asked me to be involved. It was like weird. Uh, it was very businesslike because when you're friends with people and you're doing business with them, it can just be gross. It can get ugly. And, you know, basically the level of involvement I wanted versus the level of involvement he wanted, you know, was different. It was different. And I was like taking my time to make a decision if I wanted to do what he wanted because it was no leeway. It was like, well, you're either going to do it this way or you're just not going to do it. And you can take personally those those business decisions. And so I was like taking my time on it. And then I basically got an email from his lawyer being like, you've taken too much time. We're moving on from you. And I was like, oh, this is like an old friend. We like every time we've discussed it, we've talked on the phone. You know, it hasn't been an email or a text. It was like a phone call, like gentlemen, because we've known each other so well. And now it was just an email and a text from him. And I just sent him a, a voicemail. I'm like, yo, man, like, I'm just going to be straight up because what else do I have to lose in this world? And I told him, I, I can't believe you would just kick me out because you didn't want to wait for an answer instead of just calling me and being like, hey, man, we got to make a decision. You know, that's like what we've been doing the whole time. And it was just eye-opening. You know, it was eye-opening to see that I can't put or we can't put, people can't put these expectations of what you think a friend should be in a business scenario. And at the same time, there are some people that they just may handle business that you're like, I don't want to do business with you. I don't like the way you do business. And I just was like, how do I tell him that I just didn't appreciate that? I left him a voicemail telling him like, hey man, I just I was kind of in shock that you would just do that after all this time of talking about it. And I I was very honest and I was very sincere and I wished him good luck with the project and I just said, you know, that's fine. Like, I don't need to be involved. I wish you the best. I hope it works out because I think it's a great idea. And uh, good luck with it. Well, it's been a month. That dude called me this morning, like out of the blue. And like, and I I wasn't mad. I just, I was gentleman and I listened and I was like, all right. And I just handled like a business person and he's moving forward and thinks there might be another way to, to, to have me involved. And I, you know, I said to him like, you know, yeah, well, when you get to that point, let me know and maybe I could do it. At the same time, I've always been this guy that's like, I need to be involved in everything. I got to do it. And I'm like, no, you don't. You have to believe that things are going to happen in your life the way you want to happen. Like, you ever see those friends that they're like, nah, I'm cool, man. Nah, I'm not going to go to that party. Remember those kids in college? I'm not going to go to that party. I'm going over to my friend's house and we're just four of us are going to drink beers and play games. And you're like, you don't want to be involved with everything that's happening. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I don't, I, I always have been the guy that's like, yeah, no, I got to be out there. What, what, what are you going to do? So it was eye opening to just be like, all right, cool. Yeah. And I don't know if I will. Then he was like, 
hey, heard you needed help with the part of that special. I put something on Facebook. I needed someone. And he's like, I think I have an idea for you. And he recommend, <laughs> recommended an idea. And I think it's going to work out. So it's like, man, if you taper your expectations and you taper the way you behave, what am I even talking? Who the fuck am I? Tony Robbins, dude? Are you Tony Robbins guy? I don't want to be Tony Robbins. Anyway, it's been raining and I love it. It's been raining and I love it and it's raining and I love it. It's funny when you don't live around weather, when weather hits you like, dude, anything. Give me any excuse to put a fake fireplace in somewhere. Give me any excuse to wear a hat. I want to get bundled up and warm and cozy. Because we got Chris. This is the deal. Do you think three week or four weeks in June moves as fast as the four weeks from Thanksgiving to Christmas? Not even close. Four weeks in June, you're like, ugh. What's what's in July? With Fourth of July, you think people are fired up about Fourth of July? You know what happens for me? This is what happens for me. After Thanksgiving, it's like pedal to the metal to get to Christmas because there's so much going on. My wife's work is crazy busy this time of year. I did the math. Today is the fourth for me. It's the fifth for you. The fourth. Christmas is on the 25th for me. Maybe not for you. That's 21 days. In the next 21 days, one of us has something to do 15 nights. Is that right? 15 nights out of 21 nights. What? That leaves us six nights? You know, I mean, I don't know if everyone is at home at night with their family. Like, one of us will be there to, like, make dinner and be with our kids. But, like, I have a gig out of town. She has a a lot of gigs out of town, then I have shows and I have an event I'm hosting. There's like all these different things. And we, our schedule that we keep, we keep so many count. We got a calendar in the fridge for the two of us. She has a calendar. I have a calendar and I have a second calendar because I don't know how to sync my phone and computer because I'm an old man. I live in a cabin, man. <clears throat> and it's just so much to juggle. And this time of the year, like I have days planned in where I'm doing nothing, like especially when I'm done with this special. I'm going to take days where I do nothing. My son has a long break from school. My daughter's in preschool, so like that's like all year round. So I said to him the other day, I'm like, listen, you're going to have a lot of break. We're going to try and find like a day camp where he goes like nine to one. And then in the afternoons, I'm like, I said, I go, let's build something together. He's like, what are we going to build? And I go, I don't know. What do you want to build? And he goes, how about, what do you say? <laughs> he wanted to build some wacky thing. And I was like, all right, well, it's got to be out of wood, dude. I don't, you know what I mean? What do you think? I can make metal? And what I want to do is he's got like a top bunk, right? But like I said to my wife, I'm like, we can never like cuddle him. You know what I mean? Like, why does she get all the love? He, like, dude, like I want to cuddle the dude once in a while. I want to be able to get in there and be like, hey, what are you doing, big boy? Like when we wake up in the morning, we stand on a stool. Mm. So I said, to him, like, what if we take, we chop these bunk beds down? We make yours the height of the bookcase. Then we take that bookcase, we turn it, put it under the bed, and we turn that into a reading nook with, like, with lights down there, and you can have toys, and like you can sit down there, and your bed will be up there. So his bed would still be like this high, you know, which is dope for us. We can just lay on his bed. And he's like, I like my bunk. And I'm like, all right. Well, I go, you want more cuddles, dude? Huh? More cuddles? <clears throat> 
So we're going to build something. That's going to be like, that's what I want to do. I want to get up. I'm going to have to make myself go to the gym. Guys, I can't even tell you. I'm a fat mess. And I need to go to the gym because uh, I can't, I keep looking at diet. I keep, I go swings. I swing into these crazy diets and then I swing down. And I was doing work and I just need to be at the gym and just working on weights. There's so many things. This is what I'll do too. This is what I'll do. I'll go healthy diet, drop a bunch of weight, no exercise. Then I'll be like, fuck that. I can eat stuff once in a while. And then I I go off the rails and then I put all the weight back. And then I'm like, you know what you need to be doing? You need to be working out. So then I start going to the gym and I'm working out and I'm eating a little bit healthier, but then I'm losing weight. And I'm like, dude, you don't need to work out. You're doing great. And then I go off the rails. And this has been the cycle my whole life. You know why? This is why. Because I love food and I hate working out. And that's it. But I'm only getting older and, uh, you know, it's just like, what do you want to do? And then I come up with ideas. I'm like, you know what you need? You need a gym in the house. You need a gym in the house. And then my brain will be like, dude, you rent a house. You don't even, where are you going to put a gym, guy? And then I'm like, yeah, good point. I'm like, I need to buy a house. And I'm like, well, where can you afford a house? Not here. And then you're like, is there enough room to put a gym in? And then I'm like, dude, all of a sudden you're a guy with a house and a gym. And I'm like, you're in a fantasy world, dude. And I'm like, yeah, of course I'm in a fantasy world, dude. I live in a fake cabin. It's not even a real cabin. Let's see something here. The 5th, 12th, 19th. Okay, so this is going to come out the day after Christmas as well this year. Not a good lineup for the through line this year. Thanksgiving, people are busy. Day after Christmas, you know, and then day after New Year's. Speaking of which, I'm doing New Year's in Portland, Oregon at Helium Comedy Club. Go get tickets. They say it sells out no matter what. But I would love to be there with some throughliners because uh, I love Portland. That city is the best. And I can't wait to get up there. I hope it's cold. And I'm hoping that I can rent a house and bring my family and have a fireplace in that house and walk to shows. It's a great thing about that town. If you've ever been to Portland, there's little... Every neighborhood It's like cool houses and at the end of your street there's like a a restaurant a bar a a little shop maybe three restaurants and you're like everywhere it's like a super rural city anyway and then you just be like walking through like a little neighborhood and you're like oh look a food truck court and you're like oh do you want some ramen and a donut yeah i do portland thanks for understanding who i am that's like what that place is um so come out to that. Yeah, I keep I keep being consumed by the idea of living back in Massachusetts or in New York or Vermont. And it's just like, hey, it's not going to happen, dude. This is where you live. But <clears throat> again, anytime I'm working, I just get into something. So something I wanted to ask you guys. Christmas traditions. Do you have any Christmas traditions that you do? that I can like dive into the idea of. So if you have Christmas traditions, like I'll give you a simple one. I think a lot of people did this. And and by the way, if you don't celebrate Christmas and you're celebrating another holiday cuz there's so many holidays that happen around the same time of year, obviously Hanukkah seems is like the second most popular one and there's uh Kwanzaa, I believe, and there's Diwali and you know, I don't know. I know there's more. I'm not well versed. <clears throat> 
So if you have any traditions this time of year, you know, like, oh, you know what my family and I do? We uh, go for a walk in through these woods and there's this festival and, you know, something like that. We would do stuff like, I mean, my dream, my dream um, traditions would be, yeah, we had a, we have a lot of land and we go out and we walk and we find a Christmas tree and we cut a Christmas. That would be insane. Are you kidding? You know what would be even more insane? Yeah, well, we have horses and a sleigh and we take them out into the woods and we get that pine tree and we cut it down. And then every June, you know, like there's that month, those four weeks in June that you have nothing to do. In June, we uh, plant plant new trees. That would be awesome. Um. But one like simple thing that we used to do is we'd always uh, open one Christmas gift on Christmas Eve. You know what I mean? Like something simple. That's what we would do. And you're like, oh, that's super fun. You open up a Christmas gift, you get one, get you fired up for the next day. Every time you open one, you'd look at it, you'd be stoked, and you're like, can I open one more? And every time, no, you can't. You get one. One year, my Nana, I think it was like close to when she was going to die, she was like, all right, go ahead, open another one. We're like, all right, Nana gonna miss you um (laughs) i do i miss my nana all the time she was the best dude tell me you can't wait to be a grandmother or a grandfather and just fucking do whatevs you're the one just like what are you gonna do get mad at me you're giving the kids candy you're like yeah watch a fucking stay up watch another movie yeah go ahead open another gift no one's gonna get mad at you you're a nana or a grandfather that's the way i look at it um but tell me what your Christmas traditions are. Tell me what your holiday traditions are, your New Year's traditions. You know, there's New Year's coming up as well because I want to know other things because I'm always looking for like what can we do, you know, as a family. This year I, I made gingerbread houses for this this special and I was like my kids every day wanted to like touch it and eat it. And I'm like, nah, dude, I need this for a set. It's part of a set. But I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe I need to find a way that every year we make something, you know, and just do something different. So think of it. And then please let me know because uh, I want to know what you guys are doing so I can maybe incorporate it in my own life. <sighs> I, t- I think I told you this was going to be a quick one, you guys. I wish it was longer. Do me that solid. Please go over to face uh, YouTube. And make a comment on the uh, Me Being Me special. It helps so much. Uh, and for those of you that already have done it, because there's a lot of people that did, which is awesome, thank you. It's the best. It's the best. Because it only helps. And then it, you know, we put the, we put the, this every day or every week, we put this up on YouTube and those numbers are getting a little bit bigger. And it's because people are then like, oh, what's this? And they watch and then they're probably like, just wait, it's just him sitting around talking. Nah, I don't think so. Um, but I'm going to have that Christmas special for you soon. Hopefully sooner than people are telling me it will be. And uh, Portland, obviously Instagram, all that stuff. And who's loving these uh, picking that up? You guys liking those picking that up? Yeah, I like it too. I'm going to post another one today. All right. I'm sorry my mom didn't call back. I thought she would. Um, I love you guys. I really appreciate how much uh, you guys support this podcast um, because if I didn't have you, I'd be talking to myself, which is what I do all the time. When we were filming the other day, I was like, I was mic'd and I was just talking to myself and Skylar, who produces this, he's shooting and producing and he was like, hey, I can hear you. And I was like, all right. And it's not like I was talking shit about anyone. I was just talking like 
having a conversation with myself, which is uh, insane, but uh, it was fun. Anyway, I'll talk to you guys next week. Peace.